dealing with change. Change. Changing my attitude towards sin will improve my life. Think about that. Changing my attitude towards sin will improve my life. What is an attitude? The def- definitions in dictionary says that attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Typically, one that is reflected in a person's behavior. You catch that. You catch that. Your attitude will reflect your behavior. So when you make up your mind on something, your attitude will reflect what you made up, your, how you made up your mind. So if I change my attitude towards sin, how will that improve my life? Think about it. When you finally decided that you were no longer going to do something anymore, when you made up your mind, you acted how you changed your attitude towards that. For example, you may have grown tired of failing in school. So you change your attitude that this is no longer acceptable, so I'm going to change my behavior. I remember myself that once, once I found out my parents did not approve of me bringing home bad grades, it changed my attitude towards bad grades. Because my mom and my dad didn't have it. I, I brought home an F in math in first grade. I remember because that was my first F. I couldn't count money. So I had to bring home those paper nickels and pennies and dimes and stuff. And my mom sat down with me to count. And on the next time I did that paper in front of my teacher, Ms. Robinson, I got 100. I took her home so my mom said, look at me now. Because I changed my attitude. I started working and it was showing in my attitude. Do you realize that when you change your attitude, it changes your behavior? We need to realize there's some things in our lives we need to change our attitude on. It, 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 it seems to be that oftentimes we're just satisfied with how things are. We settle that this is okay. Society blinds us with things that they say it's okay. We see it every time on the soap operas, on the news, on MTV, BET, VH1, whatever musical station you may watch. It gives you different things that society means it's okay. To, to dress certain ways. It's okay to always have your midriff showing and, and cleavage showing, your pants to be sagging, your shoes to be untied, for you to spit in people's in their mouths and say, what's up, dog, when you're talking to a grown man or a grown woman. Society says it's okay because we laugh at it on TV and we get sensitized to it. But when you change your attitude, you say, I ain't going to watch this junk anymore. And your behavior shows that because my attitude has shown it. Sometimes we need to realize that sin tries to creep in in different ways and it just tries to get you while you're weak and say, well, that's all right. That's why we had different categories of lies. Because why? A little white lie is not as bad as a black lie. But uh, I'm glad that the Bible talks about sin is sin. We need to change our attitude on that. That No, it's not okay to lie. So if, I, if, I am in, if I'm in trouble thinking what I'm thinking, maybe I need to change what I'm thinking. Change it. Make up your mind and change your attitude. Turn with me if you can, if you have your Bible, Luke 15 chapter. Uh, I, I think you might be familiar with this chapter. And Luke 15 chapter talks about the lost sheep, the lost coin. 
and we're going to focus on the lost son. Uh, have you ever been lost in your life? How your attitude took you in a place you did not want to go? Maybe it might have been an attitude of pride, an attitude of greed, an attitude of, of lust, and an attitude that just took you a place you should not be. I, I'm not going to read all of it to you, but if you could turn to the 17th verse of Luke 15 chapter, to verse 20, but we're going to walk through it, amen? Are you with me here? All right. In the 17th verse, it says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. Uh, read with that with me, please. And when he came to himself, let's stop right there. And when he came to himself, what, what does that mean? That means he was out of his mind. Sometimes your attitude will get you doing things you should not be doing. When you go beginning at the 11th verse, this young man, young, he wasn't the oldest, he was the youngest. And he came to his father, give me what's mine. Wait a minute, time out. Father, give me what's mine. Dad, I know you did all the work. You did all this. This is your hard toil, but it's mine. Wait a minute. Sometimes we get caught up how God has blessed you, and you tell God, give me what's mine. But you're not ready. But your attitude says, I am ready. You tell your friends, I am ready, that I, I am mature enough, but yet your attitude is going to take you down the wrong road. People pump you up. I, I, I can imagine the, the prodigal son, that he had some friends telling him, man, you're grown enough. You're man enough. Go ahead and tell your dad what's, what, it, what is going to really go down. Go and tell your dad that give me what's mine because I'm ready to go out. Have, have you been there? I, I know I was there. I, I told my parents plenty of times, I can't wait till I get out your house so I can do what I want to do because I made up my mind that I know better than you. My pride got the best of me. So when I went back, I beat up, I came back home. I, I cannot allow my attitude to get the best of me. I, I, I allow my attitude to get the best of me many times at school. I, I, I was taking self-defense, and I, and I know how to defend myself. Yeah, little old me, I could beat up some big dudes. And, and so I was talking trash to one of my friends, saying, oh, yeah, I could beat up my dad. And my friend said, Sam. You'd be saying, I'm sorry, Dad, while you are stuck in the wall. <laughs> He's saying, don't, don't get outside yourself. Sometimes your attitude gets you outside yourself that you need to be brought back to reality. And so he said, when I came to myself, means that I, I messed up. I, I went down the wrong way. <laughs> I, there's something wrong in my life. So when he came back to his senses, his, his behavior started to change. You see, look here, look here. And he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? See, see, look at that, look at that. He says, how many hired servants? I, I want you to know that there's a father, a heavenly father, who has everything that you need and some to spare. <laughs> and, and the son said, not my brother. He said, my father's servants 
have more than enough. You understand how we get besides ourselves that, 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 that sometimes we see that what somebody has is even more than what I have. I got caught up thinking my big mansion was good enough, but I realized some food on the table is just good enough. I realized that, yeah, I would like some prime rib, but you know what? Some ramen noodles will get me by. You see, when you change your attitude, your behavior change. I used to go up to the five-star restaurants, but now I'm happy just to go to all. I'm glad to have some food in my refrigerator. I'm glad to have some chips to munch on, because there was some time I didn't have no money in my pocket, no food in my pantry, but by God, hallelujah. My father has some to spare. You see here, he, he's looking back and saying, man, I, I had a good life. Some of us might have gotten off the path. Our attitude thought we were doing well by ourselves. We went our own direction. And by going that direction, you took yourself somewhere you do not want to be. But you're so lost, you're blind, and you're blind to the facts. You're not seeing clearly. But yet when he came to himself, he found out that he was in a dark place, a place he did not want to be, a place he realized that I know there's somewhere better than here. And where is that? At my father's house. Changing my attitude towards sin will improve my life. Are you with me here? And so he said, he said, I will rise. Say that I will arise. Oh, y'all not saying it with conviction. <laughs> Maybe you haven't gone down that wrong path yet, but those that have gone down that wrong path, can say it with me. I will arise. Yep. All right. And go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Another thing, when you change your attitude towards sin, you realize your life is in sin and you will repent. Repent means to change your attitude, to change your behaviors. It means I'm no longer going to do those things anymore. I've made up my mind. He said, I'm going to have to let my father know I'll let you down. Some of us need to have an attitude of humility and say, Lord, I, I've been prideful too long, but I'm wrong. So I'm going to come back to you. It's okay to come back with your tail between your legs. Because your father will pet you and make that tail wag again. You see, the father wants you to come back. The father wants you to be happy in your life. He realized you're down and you're down, but guess what? You're not out. How are you going to say I'm not out? Because you're still here. You could have been somewhere else, but you're still here. You could have been dead and gone, but you're still here. You could have lost your life, but you're still here. You see here, you're down, but you're not out. See, Satan want to take you out, but Lord's hand is keeping you. She said, I will arise. So you sometimes just need to realize, I need to, I'm going to change my attitude towards sin, and I will arise and leave this mess I'm in. I, 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 don't worry about trying to clean it up. How we stay around just too long. We stay in that sinful habit thinking if I just cut back, it's going to be all right. Not just leave it alone. Don't touch it. And let Jesus take care of it. So, Lord, I place it in your hands. And here I come. Just turn your back and say, I don't want to see you no more. 
I changed my mind. I, I used to be living in a, a promiscuous life. I used to be an alcoholic. I used to be a junkie. I used to be a liar. But I used to be an adulterer. But I turned my back. Now I'm a child of God. I am walking with my father. And look at here. He says, and, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Mm. Make me as one of thy highest servants. Catch this. We, 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 if you're not a Christian, you, you can be excused right here real quick. When you call yourself a son of God, sometimes we get prideful. I'm a child of God. I got kingdom in my, I got heaven in my view. I'm walking on the streets of gold. But uh, you need to come back to yourself. You're still just a servant. You are still to serve your father. Don't get all high and mighty say I'm better than you because I have a father. Yes, you have a father, but you're supposed to be serving that father. Just as Jesus served the Father. Do you remember, if you don't know, go back and read it when he was in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, not my will be done, but thy will be done. See, the Son of Jesus, hallelujah, he knew that he was a servant to the Father, but he also knew he was a son. So realize here that, yes, you are the Son of the Father, but you're still a servant. So he came with that humility in mind. That, Dad, I'm supposed to serve you. Treat me like one of your highest servants. You see, we sometimes beat ourselves up and knock ourselves down after we've been prideful. We humiliate ourselves. That's what sin will do in your life. It'll humiliate you. It will humiliate. I'll say it again. You're not grabbing it. It will humiliate you. It will embarrass you in front of your friends. You are embarrassed to look at yourself in the mirror. Has, has that happened to you? I wish I had some help here this morning. <laughs> I know there's sometimes I woke up and I looked in the mirror like, dang, Sam, you messed up again. I said again. You, you catch that. You see, we mess up. But yet our father's there to clean it up. So I said, Father, I'm coming back to you. I was going down the wrong path. I'm changing my mind. No longer do I want to do this anymore. Amen. Amen. And, he, and no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy highest servants. <laughs> but look here, look here. And, 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 and he arose. And he came to his father. But when he was yet a, a great way off. How far off? A great way off. His father saw him. Who saw him? Uh, so his, was his father looking for him? Is the father looking for you? Are you lost? Are you in some places that you should not be, but yet God has a people looking for you on the lookout? I'm waiting for you to come on back. I'm waiting for you to come on back. That's God talking to you. I'm waiting for you to come on back. And he had compassion. I'm so glad that I serve a father that has mercy. I'm so glad I have a father that loves me in spite of what I have done or what I'm thinking about doing later on tomorrow. I'm so glad that my father has compassion on me. He doesn't look at me as trash, but he looks at me as a treasure, his treasure, someone he calls his own. And so he looked at him in compassion and he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and kissed him. God wants to love you. But yet, before you can experience that, that unconditional love, you need to change your attitude. Stop living in sin. God does not love sinfulness. He wants to see you in righteousness. 
and the kid. And the son said unto him, Father, say this with me, I have sinned against heaven. I have sinned against heaven. And in thy sight, and no more worthy to be called thy son. Cast this, cast this. Have you ever been there before that your attitude has got you caught up in sin? And you just felt worthless. You felt you were worth nothing. You thought even God couldn't forgive. You thought even God wouldn't accept you back. So we come there with that. But yet, First John 1 and 9 says that God is faithful and just. You see, when you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And so he says this to his father. He says, I- I've sinned against you. I- I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But, everybody say but. And see, I, I like when the Bible has those buts, see here. And the father said to his servants, bring forth the second best robe. Oh, oh, the best? Oh, oh, I'm glad you're with me here. And put it on my servant. Oh, oh, oh on him. He's, oh, he, is he talking to the son? So he's talking to the son, telling him to bring my best robe and put it on him and and no more, and, and what else did he do? And he what? Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Now, it, it troubled me here uh, when I read about put shoes on his feet. That boy was straight up poor. <laughs> he left his father rich, came back broken. Aren't you glad that God will fix you up when you come broken? He'll make you whole. You see here, his father gave him everything and, and, and he squandered it all with prostitution and just giving up of his money. And check this out, when he went broke, that wasn't the end. Murphy Law, if something can go wrong, guess what? It will. And, and, and my dad says this, if it's not one, it's two. So he wasn't just only broke, but a famine came into the land. He was dead, broke, and had nothing to turn to. He could no longer eat of the crops. That was just around. Because in the, in, the, in the biblical law, they, they had it that you, if a, someone was poor, they could walk through the crops and eat off the crops. But there was a famine. He was looking for provision. He settled to eat like a pig. He said that he went in and slept in the slides and ate of the slop. Now, as a Jew, he should not be even around pigs. But yet, due to that humiliation, he had a deal with that. Some of us put ourselves in some mess. And we're living in that mess thinking there's no way out. But I'm so glad that as in this said in the verse that when he came to his senses, when he changed his attitude, when he changed his behavior, he knew that there was a father he could come back to. I'm so glad that, that God had compassion on him. Aren't you glad God has compassion on you? I'm so glad he had compassion on me. You see here, he changed his attitude and came back to the father. God wants you to change your attitude towards sin, whatever it may be. But not just changing your attitude, but it would also, when you change your attitude, it also will impact your behavior. You see here that some of us walk around like we've been baptized in lemon juice. 
We act like the Holy Spirit hasn't changed us. We act like God hasn't made us brand new. But I'm so glad that God did make you brand new. As the Bible says you become a new creature through Christ Jesus. You see here, we need to change our attitude. It was the water that washed me. It was Jesus' blood that was bled on the cross for me. Way back where? On Calvary. See, I'm glad that when people talk about, how you know Jesus loves you? I say he loves me this because they hung him high and they stretched him wide. Good God from Zion. But they couldn't kill him. He just said, Lord, I give up the ghost. Because he said it was finished. But early in the morning, he rose again with all power in his hands. And, and guess what? He's sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding on your behalf. Because he knows that you're going to mess up. And you want to come back to the Father. And he's talking on your behalf. Good God from Zion. He's saying, Father, they were lost, but now they're found. Come on, put a robe on him. Put a ring on her. Give her some new shoes and a new attitude. And let them live their life for Christ. I'm glad that God wants us to change our attitude. He hasn't given up on you yet. He wants you to come on back. I know you may be lost right now, but God is watching you. He's looking for you to get back on that right path. And he'll run. I said he'll run, y'all. He won't walk, but he'll run and hug you and kiss you. He'll take you as you are. You don't got to get dressed up to come to your father's house. He came with no shoes. He came with no money. He came out with anything but his father. But I said his father. His father gave him a new robe, a new shoes. Hallelujah. He killed a fatty calf. Aren't you glad that God will give you what you need? You think you want some things in life, but God will give you what you need. Aren't you glad, Deacon? That God will, but God will. You need to change attitude and say, God, I will arise and come back to my father. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Good God from Zion. I'm glad. I'm glad. Are you glad about it? Are you glad about it? Then they say, I'm glad that my father, he loves me. He wants you to come on back. Don't, don't be so high and mighty and say, I've never fallen short. Just because your sin has not been exposed to the whole world, God sees you. But guess what? He still loves you. He wants you to come on back. Say, I will arise and come on back. To my father. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I want to share this with you. I can't change your mind. I can't make up your mind for you. But let the word speak in your heart. And I guarantee that that word is sharper than a two-edged sword. It will prick your hearts. Just as they came to Peter, what must I do to be saved? The word just says, it's believe that Jesus Christ died on, your, on the cross for your sins. And see, that right there may change your life. Realize that someone loves you. That didn't leave you. But came there right when you needed it. That's enough to change your mind. No longer will I live for me. But I'll live for the one who lived for me and what? 
died for me. But aren't you glad that's not how the story ends? Because three days later, he rose again. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, he's alive. And he's sitting, waiting for you to come on back. He's looking in your life. He's watching you right now. It doesn't matter where you are. Don't matter where you live. He sees you. And he wants to see change in your life. And he will bless you with that change. Let me hear battery eyes closed. Right now. You may be thinking about this sin in your life that you're dealing with. That you just don't hate enough. But God hates sin, so change your attitude. And we're going to pray this prayer. I want you to put it in your mind. Whatever this habit that keeps on sneaking up, you think I'm good for a week, I'm good for a month, I've been good for a year, but just keep on praying over it. The Bible says that if it's, that's anything that's not of Christ, I put it under the subjection of Christ. So think about this. And here's our prayer. Dear Lord, right now, I will arise and change my attitude towards this sin. I hate this sin. Whatever this sin may be of doubt, of fornication, adultery, lie, pornography, drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be, Lord, I hate this sin. And right now, Lord, I'm changing my behavior. I'm coming back to you. Lord, I want you to take my life and make it yours. Transform me, almighty God. Renew my mind that I'll live more like you. Right now, I've got another prayer for those who may not know Christ. And you pray that prayer that you want to change your mind. I'm so glad that the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. So as every head bowed, every eyes closed, that's you. Just pray this prayer. God knows your heart. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day. And dear Lord, I'm asking you, I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. Right now, you may be looking for a church home. And you, if you believe Zion is that place where you can grow, where you can mature and be that awesome man and woman of God, this is our prayer for you and pray with us. Dear Lord, right now, if Zion is that place, allow me, Lord, to, to walk this aisle and join this church and, and make it known that I want to be a part of this body of believers and, and help them build a better community, help and change people's lives so they can better live for you. If that's your prayer. Amen.